I got me a big old tub of lard. Kristen, that is not a very nice thing to say about yourself. No, I bought a big tub of lard for today's episode. Why the heck did you do that? Well, because the recipe we're making is the winner of the third annual Bake It With Lard contest. Well, I cannot wait to find out what it is that we're making. Well, something tells me this might not be one of your favorites. Oh, is it the lard? No, there's something else that's going to make you cringe. Oh, boy. All right, let's see what it is. Welcome to Mom's Wooden Spoon. Get your apron on and your fanny flicker ready as we cook up some nostalgia. Ooh, yummy. Hi, this is Kristen. And this is Carrie. Oh, my gosh. Today we are going to be cooking... Filled sour cream cookies. Are the cookies filled with sour cream? Oh, that would be weird, wouldn't it? It would be. It would be uh, gross. Can you imagine the bite and the goosh? That would kind of be like when you get like a Crunchwrap Supreme at Taco Bell and you bite in and you get a sploosh of whatever liquid is in there. Do you remember from the 80s, they were fruit snacks called oh, gushers. gushers. Yeah, yeah. gushers. <laughs> and you'd bite into them and then you'd get the little spurt oh, of juice. Oh, those were so good. And then they had gum like that too. Oh, yes. Do you remember with all the liquid inside? Yes. I remember getting a shot at the clinic uh, when I was a kid and they gave me one of those little pieces of gum to eat afterwards as a treat. Oh, wow. So nice. I know, right? It sure beat the clove gum they gave out when I was even younger. Oh, yuck. <laughs> or blackjack. They would give out clove or blackjack gum as a treat when I got allergy shots. What kid thinks clove or blackjack gum is a treat? Blackjack is black licorice flavored. Oh, Yuck. No. No. Yeah. Good. So anyway, our filled sour cream cookies are not filled with sour cream. I think they're filled with a raisin mixture. Okay. <laughs> I told you you were going to not love this. <laughs> I, I see now. I see. So are we soaking the raisins to kind of plump them up in this raisin we're, mixture? We're actually cooking them in a saucepan with some water. So yeah, they're going to be Okay. Because now, you know, I eat oatmeal raisin cookies. I don't have any problem right. with them. Because the raisins are still kind of hard and, yes, you know, raisin. chewy. Yeah. Yes. But I don't need to make my raisin more grape-like. Oh, no. I think that's going to happen. Great. But Great. anyway, this recipe okay. comes from September 25th, 1983. So it's from Mary's Memo. And let's get started. All right. Let's do it. So what do we get started with? Are we making the dough first? Yeah, we need to make the dough first because it needs to be refrigerated. I think it says for several hours. Okay, so I'm excited because I bake. Yes. Um, the cooking, I would say slightly out of my element, but I think slightly is a gross under exaggeration. <laughs> so if you are not a baker, the reason we refrigerate the dough is because then when we go to bake it, it is less likely to spread. So our cookies will maintain the shape that we want them to. So it's actually a very important step in a baking process. Yes, because I believe that these cookies, it's one layer of cookie. Okay. And then you put the filling inside. A dollop. A dollop of the filling. Of the delicious reconstituted raisin oh. filling. <laughs> and then we put another cookie on top. And then we take a fork and press it around the edges and make like a little tartlet type oh, cookie. Oh, it's going to be like a little meat pie. Yeah, like a little hand pie, but... A little sour cream ham pie. Yum, sour cream and raisins. But wait, there's more. 
It's not just sour cream and raisins, Carrie. Are there peas in it? No, it's lard. Lard? Yes. So this is from the Make It With Lard contest from the William County Pork Producers. And they sponsored this and this was their third annual contest. So yum, yum, yum. This was the winner. Well, congratulations to the winner. You know, I may not be a fan of raisins, but I am going to assume that this is pretty good if she well, yes, won. Absolutely. And you know, my husband uses lard in his pie crust. I knew that. Yeah. He, he finds it to be far superior. Far superior to Crisco or to mm -hmm. butter. And he does make the best pie crust ever. Oh my gosh. He does a good pie. He That's does. All I'm he saying. does. And so since he uses lard, I was not scared of this recipe. I thought it would be pretty good. Lard that you get in the stores is rendered so clean. It does not smell like anything. I don't smell pork in it. Right. But I believe when you home render it, if you don't render it and render it and render it and keep going, I think it has a slightly porky flavor. I, I can only imagine. Why yeah. would it not? Right. Yeah. I had a friend that I follow on Instagram that I just saw a post and I just happened to glance through it. There was a picture and she's like, if you're not rendering your own lard, are you really living? What? I was like, what a random post. But how funny is that? The timing that this last week. <laughs> last week? That's crazy. Yeah. I think Carrie's going to mix up I am. the, uh, dry. the I'm, dry ingredients. Because, because I am the dryer of the two. <laughs> so true. And I'm going to do the kind of the wet ingredients. I'm going to start with one scant cup of lard. You know, we didn't tell everybody what's in this. So let me go through this. There are a gazillion different ingredients. And I just want to let you know that by gazillion, she means like nine. That's a gazillion to me. <laughs> when you're making a recipe, dang, because you have flour, baking powder, baking soda, salt, and then the best part, lard, brown sugar, sugar, eggs, vanilla, and sour cream. And that's for the dough. And then for the filling, raisins. it's raisins, your favorite, more sugar. Uh, a little bit of cornstarch to thicken it up, salt, and vanilla. All right. And my, my little baking brain is going, ooh, baking soda and baking powder. Oh. Uh, the cookie is going to be a bit puffy. Um, oh, really? To have both because those are both rising agents. That's right. I was thinking it would be like a flat, like pie crust type thing, but it, I don't think it is. It, it won't. And that's the whole reason I mentioned it is because I also thought it would be well, like a meat pie, kind yeah. of a flat crust. No, I think it's going to be a puffier cookie to have both rising agents in it. Probably. I just smelled the lard. I, I, I watched <laughs> you. As Carrie was it talking, was, I was putting my nose right in the bucket of lard. It was a little disconcerting. Um, you, you might have noticed a pause, and it was me staring at Kristen, <laughs> sniffing the lard. Because after I told you it had no scent, I'm like, well... Maybe it does, but it, it doesn't. I stuck my nose right up on in there. She really did. She's not joking. <laughs> you had mentioned that this is the third annual lard contest back in the 80s, obviously, for Williams County, county in Ohio, near where we grew up. They had their Bake It With Lard contest. So lard and other foods that are less processed are definitely making resurgence. Yeah. And so during COVID, a company, Coast Packing, what is it called? Coast Packing, but they sponsored a Bake It With Lard. What? Yes, competition. And so they've had, I believe, two. And it happens um, so that they tell the winner that they won on National Lard Day. What? Where is National Lard Day? December 8th. That gives you time to find your own 
lard filled recipe. Yeah. Woke yes. up coast packing, and I I believe it's like in November maybe they come out with when you can start submitting recipes, presuming that they do it again this year. How cool! And you too could um, make an entry for bake it with. I mean, not this one, but you could make an entry to bake it with lard on hashtag National Lard Day. Dun, dun, dun. How oh, great is that? That is so cool. All right, so I have added in the lard. I've added in brown sugar and regular sugar. And now I'm going to pop those eggs in. And we have three eggs. We're going to end up beating the wet ingredients with a beautiful retro beater. It is Harvest Gold. It was our mother's. <laughs> All right. So there's a story behind this beater. So when my mom moved and we found the Mary's Memo notebook, uh, she had a lot of things that she wasn't taking with her when she moved. And this beater was one of them. Well, who would have thought that we would start doing Mary's Memos and having these retro items that were our mom's would be so special. Absolutely. Well, what makes it even more special is that she had it all packed up, not in the box it originated <laughs> from, but some random box she had. And then she put a little a typing paper, computer paper, Yes. Uh, on the outside, handwritten on that, something to the effect of this box is just the right height if your arm gets tired and you want to lean the mixer on something and you don't want to hold it up anymore. I think it's a box for like a, a cell phone holder that goes in your cup holder. <laughs> so it's not retro no, at all. No, it's a total rando box. So I guess, but what's so funny is that mom does not do a lot of baking. So I can't imagine she had a lot of mixing that she needed to do. I know it would require a note on a box. And a long-term mixing. Now, wait a minute. Who was the note for herself? Yes. Note to self. What the... Yes, it was a, I had a genius idea. Let me write this down so I don't forget it in the future. Well, that's brilliant because I have to write stuff down all the time or I'll forget it. Heck yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, Carrie, I was thinking about something that you said in our last episode, and I think I politely disagreed with you at that moment, but now I have the proof to throw in your face. <laughs> Oh, that's so sorry. That's so rude. <laughs> You're not even a little bit sorry. <laughs> okay, so you mentioned that you thought that Mary always looked like Carol Brady. Oh, I did. Do I you remember, remember that? I and do. I said that. I think that you probably thought that because Carol Brady was the typical, you know, 70s mom. Right. Which, right? which I disagreed, though. I was too polite to mention that. Oh, okay. Well, I was trying to give you the benefit of the doubt because I thought that that was just not true. I thought that the picture of Mary, I don't know if Mary looked like this in real life, but her picture on Mary's memos looks a lot more like Alice than it did Carol Brady. I would agree a hundred percent. Maybe I really thought she looked like Alice and I just remember Carol. Right. I, I'm, I'm not sure. Well, but, but I, was, I agree completely. She is... I mean, I'm looking right at her picture. It's Alice. It really is. Mm -hmm. So what I did is I got online and I made a side-by-side -side for you. <laughs> and we're going to put the picture on our website so you all can go in and let us know what you think. So I put a picture of Alice on one side, Mary in the middle, and a picture of Carol on the other side so you I guys can love see. It. And it, she very clearly looks like Alice, Alice. Yeah. I, I, I won't even disagree <laughs> with you. I believe that that is correct. 
Um, so I've mixed all the dry ingredients together. Well, I have the wet ingredients and the lard all mixed together here. And I think we need to take mom's good old harvest gold beater and beat the heck out of this uh, before we move on. So yeah, because it's kind of lard lumpy. Yeah, it, it, we really need to use a blender for this. So we're going to take a pause so you guys don't have to listen to that noise. And we'll be right back with some beautifully beaten lard mixture. And during this time, feel free to imagine the Harvest Gold mixer sitting on the box. Kristen sitting back. <laughs> my hands behind my head. Sipping an iced tea <laughs> while she lets the mixer do all the work. Yep, and you can imagine that. Or you can get online and start researching lard recipes. Come on, you know you want to enter that contest. Heck yeah. See you in a bit. Okay, were you able to come up with your own lard recipe for the hashtag lard lovers contest? I hope you guys did. That sounds like so much fun. Well, the first thing that happened, guys, when we went to beat this lard and sugar mixture is that we could smell the actual beaters. They had a scent to them, kind of like burning motor smell, but it brought us back to our childhood. We we remembered that smell every time mom used the beaters. It was it was wild, really. Yeah. Kristen's like, these beaters stink. They don't work at all. And I'm like, but the smell. Yes. And then I tried to keep blending the lard with the sugar and the Harvest Gold beaters. I had them on high and they were running at like a slow speed. They sounded kind of like <laughs> and, the, and the smell got stronger and stronger and they thought oh no oh no we're gonna have a fire so <laughs> i got out my regular beaters and i i beat up this lard yeah. so now we are going to add the wet ingredients to my well-measured dry ingredients all right i'm gonna pop that in there and as I dump this in and we mix this around, I wanted to talk about something, Carrie, that I found out and I'm a, a little bit mortified oh. about. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> it is a mortifying thing about the title of our podcast. Okay. Yep. So we call our podcast Mom's Wooden Spoon, right? Right. Fixin' food and flicking fannies. Of course. Oh my gosh. That is exactly what our mom's wooden spoon did. And it has alliteration, and I'm a huge fan <laughs> of alliteration. I love alliteration. So we just thought that was hilarious, right? Yeah. Flicking, yeah. flicking fannies, sure. right? Well, then, you know, I'm a TikTok addict. I'll say it a time and time again. I was listening to TikTok and I realized that the word fanny in America, of course, means your booty. Right. Your bum bum. But in <laughs> your, your bum bum, huh? <laughs> your bum bum, your tookie. Who used to call it? Tookus. Your tookus, your tookie. Yep, yep. Um, but in England and I believe Australia, fanny actually means the front part of a woman, the hoo-hoo. Oh, <laughs> we, so, we do not want to flick that. No, that would take this podcast in a totally different direction. Well, uh, so I'm very uncomfortable with that. Very uncomfortable. So we wanted to clarify if we have any listeners from the UK, from Australia, from anywhere that uses the term fanny to mean a woman's hoo-hoo. Um, that's not what we meant. We are we are strictly referring to the hind end. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, gosh, isn't that crazy? 
You know, when I was in college, I had a, a TA who was from Scotland. Oh. And he said when he first got here, he was, you know, just getting his life together. And he realized that he, he didn't have a razor. Oh. So he ran out to the drugstore and he couldn't find them and he was in a hurry. So he goes up to the person at the drugstore and he's like, hi, I'm looking for a rubber. Do you have a rubber? Because what? in Scotland, you rub the razor against your face. Oh my god! They call it a rubber. That makes perfect sense. Except the cashier, which was a young woman, and here's this. Oh no! Yeah, twenty-something attractive Scottish guy <laughs> asking her for a rubber, and she's like, um, "Yeah, did you did you want Trojan?" And oh, you know, no. she hands up the condoms. And so he turns six shades of red. She's six shades of red. Oh my gosh. He obviously realizes miscommunication and yeah. and renames it to a razor. But yeah, so there there's all kinds of things that yes, we're all speaking English, but no, we're not all speaking the same English. Absolutely. There are different terms, different phrases that we use. You know, my friend Cheryl is from Rhode Island mm -hmm. and she actually would call erasers rubbers. Yep. And would call the drinking fountain a bubbler. Yes. Yep. So there's just, there's different yes. things. So we really wanted to make a statement to anyone who's listening we are not an inappropriate podcast. Well, we may be inappropriate at times, but our, our goal is not to be flicking uh, hoo-hoos. <laughs> no, 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 not at it all. It would be the spanking of the child's tuchus. It, it, it would be smarting back to your mom and her saying, I'm getting the wooden spoon. <laughs> we never heard that. We were such good girls. Yeah, always. <laughs> so I'm mixing this up with the spatula and I really feel compelled to just dig my hands on in here. How about a wooden spoon? I think a wooden spoon would mix it up real good. Well, I feel like that would be perfect. First, let me flick oh, your fanny. She flicked my fanny. The back end. <laughs> Just to once again reiterate. Oh, you are so inappropriate. So we're going to mix that up and then we'll end up chilling it in a bit. But mixing all this lard makes me think of one particular. <laughs> I'm really curious where you're going to go with mixing all this lard. Well, not, not a sentence I use very often. Well, no, I don't use lard very often either. But it instantly made me think of the movie Stand By Me. What is, is it? Boom chaka, boom chaka, boom yes, chaka. Yes, do you remember that? Oh, okay. First off, Stand By Me, classic 80s movie. Oh my gosh. So fabulous. Good. So good. So good. One of my favorites. And before we talk about what, what I was going to talk about pertaining to the lard, I recently heard or read an article. Um, Will Wheaton was being interviewed and he played Gordo. Yes. And he was being interviewed about why the movie was so darn good. Oh, it was so good. It really was. And he said that Rob Reiner, the director, mm -hmm. who was also an amazing director, yes. oh, yeah. um, that Rob Reiner specifically chose the child actors based on their traits. We just typecast the heck out of it. Will Wheaton, as a child, was really kind of like the forgotten child. Uh -huh. And, you know, he had an older brother that was like the shining star. I mean, just like his character. Right. And then River Phoenix really was like a kid who, you know, knew more than he should yeah. at that age. Yeah. You know, he had lived on a commune right. and was, you know, into drugs at an early age yeah. and probably lived lived a life 
not like many of our childhoods. Right. Right. And then there was Corey Feldman, who Rob Reiner just saw as just an angry, angry kid. Right. Which was perfect. Yeah. And then Jerry O'Connell just was a, a jovial, fun, loving yeah. kid. So just the perfect typecasting to make the perfect movie. It was. Absolutely. Yeah. But okay. So if you haven't watched Stand By Me recently, mm -hmm. um, as they are, you know, trekking through the woods, I, I believe it's after the leech scene. A really oh, great scene. That was great. <laughs> uh, Gordo wants to be a storyteller. Yes. And so he is telling a new story to his friends. And it features David Hogan. David Hogan. But that's not what he was called in the story. No. So what he was called in the story fully depends on whether you are introduced to Stand By Me from the TV version yes. that was edited for television. Which would have been us. Which was 100% us. Yeah. Or the movie. And right. so on TV, they called him Lardo. Yes. And I was shocked. Shocked the first time they called him Lardass. Yes. I was like, what? They called him Lardass? Those, those boys were swearing. I don't know. <laughs> well, it was different from what you heard as a kid. Yeah, I expected yeah. it to be Lardo. Right. So in this story, poor old Davy Lardo, uh, Lardass, is sick and tired of being bullied for his weight. Yep. So he goes to this county fair pie eating contest. Mm -hmm. And before he gets up on stage, he chugs a bottle of castor oil oh. and cracks a raw egg into his mouth and swallows it and just starts to get nauseated. Of you know, course. he just is not feeling good. And then he gets up there. And of course, as he walks up on the stage, the jerks in the stands go boom, bod, boom, bod, right. And they're adults. Oh, like in... Ugh. So gross. Yeah. And, and even I think maybe it's the mayor who's, you know, yes. up there, the MC of this contest. He even, you know, accidentally calls him Lardass or Lardo and then giggles. It's just horrifically mean. Yes. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, it's a kid's a kid's perspective. A kid's perspective. Right. So they get into this pie eating contest. And he's eating the pies and saying next and eating the pies and saying next and getting sicker and sicker and sicker. And the way that Gordy is telling the story, he's narrating it, so talking about his stomach roiling. Oh, my gosh. It's so great. And then you all know what poor Lardis He does. starts... A Barfarama. Yes, he does. And the way, when they filmed it, they must have had one of those, like a tube up next to his mouth. And it wasn't just a little bit of vomit. It was like projectile coming from a fire hydrant, <laughs> purpley blue, blueberry pie, vomit. Everywhere. Everywhere. And it, so the actor that played David Hogan has, uh, I think, a website. And he has pictures that his brother took. No. And so you see various actors in various states of blueberry pie coverage. Oh, that is awesome. Because yeah. it triggered like this domino effect where then he vomited on one guy oh, and then yeah. the guy next to him vomited on the next right. guy. And then everybody in the stands vomit. A woman barf opens her purse. Into her purse. Barfs into it. Yes. Total barf o <laughs> I mean, any teen boy's dream come true. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They could all start something like that. That would be great. So I instantly thought of that. What a, what a great story. What a great movie. So good. Yeah. Very good. What a great soundtrack. So oh, even yes. as a kid, I had the Stand By Me soundtrack. Yes. I mean, I knew every last song by heart. Yep. And my favorite, do you have a favorite from the soundtrack? I think so. Okay. So mine was Lollipop. Oh, let's see. Oh, okay. <laughs> Boys, not, 
prepare. I have I have lardy crust on my hand. I cannot make the pop. I'll, I'll do the pop because I wanted to sing it because I'm really good at the pop. Oh, okay. I can't go. do the pop anyway. So, oh, okay. Lollipop, lollipop, ooh, lollipop, lollipop. Oh, got you. <laughs> well, on that note, we are going to put our dough in the fridge. We're going to let it chill. And we'll be right back because we have to make the reconstituted raisin filling. Oh, boy. <laughs> The dough is in the fridge, chilling. Nice. Yep, and now we're going to make the raisin filling. I think it's gonna be delicious. Carrie's a little apprehensive. If by apprehensive you mean unhappy. <laughs> Are you scared, I, I am a little, really. <laughs> that dough looks so good. Yes, it does. And now, I'm of all things, that I really would have preferred it just be a blob of sour cream. Let's be honest. <laughs> that would be so gross, though, I think. You bite into it and warm, squishy sour cream comes out. Ew. Unpleasant. Unpleasant. <laughs> all right. So, Carrie's just about to put the raisins. We have the cornstarch, sugar, vanilla, and salt. We're going to get the raisins in there, and then we're going to get cooking this thing. So this recipe was from 1983, and so I wondered if you know, Carrie, what beautiful piece of, it's not quite jewelry, but it's along those lines from 1983 that I think we both had. I know I had one of them. I'll give you a hint. You wear it on your wrist. Was it the year of the Swatch Watch? Yes, it was. Oh, I love the Swatch Watch. Well, this is so liquidy. So I guess, let me look at the directions. Cook over low heat, stirring constantly until thick. This is going to take a while, I think. <laughs> so let's go back to talking about, since we have plenty of time, let's talk so about Swatch the Swatch watches. Watch. Did you have one? I think I didn't have a real Swatch Watch. I think I had a fake Swatch Watch. Oh, I had a real one. Of course you did. How ironic is this? I bought my Swatch Watch yes. in Bryan, Ohio. No way. Which is in Williams County. Where this recipe came from. <laughs> that is crazy. How wild. I can't believe you remember that. I remember the store. Really? I don't know the name of it, but it was on the corner uh -huh. at the square. Yes. I wanted my Swatch watch to be different than yes. anybody else's at school. So I, I remember it. It had a clear turquoise band, Ooh. a turquoise around the outside of the face, and then the face was pale turquoise with pink dots oh, all over it. Cute. And then I, of course, got two of the Swatch Watch watch protectors. Oh, yeah. Which look like Ys, and you put them over the band. Yeah, like a little watch. rubber band. Yeah. I got pink and turquoise oh, and twisted those puckers gosh, together. So I could not tell the time on that watch to save my life. But you were super cool. Oh, I looked so cute. Mine was generic, I'm sure. Oh. Um, but mine was super cool. Instead of a, a second hand, it had a clear disc. And printed on that disc was a little sailboat. And the sailboat would go up and around, up and around. I remember that. Do you really? I, I wouldn't have had you not mentioned it, but I thought it was really cool. It was. It was super cool. Hey, Carrie, get your camera. I want you to take a picture of these raisins. They are massive. They, oh they were regular size raisins, and now they are 
Gigantor. Very right, so huge. I'm going to take a picture of the raisins yes. as they appeared in nature prior to our involvement. <laughs> in nature, like human beings didn't have anything to do with creating them. Exactly. Yeah. Now take a look and, at how oh big gosh. they are in the pot. It's taken forever for this to even get up to heat, so I'm putting it up a little higher than just low. Anyway, before we go ahead and just give up and just put this on high and scorch the heck out of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm right beside you on that. There is also another thing from 1983 that I know you will remember. Let's see if you remember it from me telling a story. Okay. Okay. So our dad did the grocery shopping in the 1980s. He did. Yep. And so when he would come home, he must have shopped on a certain day of the week mm -hmm. because when he would come home from shopping, it would be about eight o'clock at night. Yep. And we would watch a particular TV show with him. Really? Yes. Do you have any idea what it was? No. I'm going to sing the song. I could sing along with you, but I don't know what the song is. It's Hold the A-Team. Oh, yes. <laughs> Oh, I love that show. Oh, that was so cool. Okay, so my daughter and I are huge fans of Vampire Diaries, mm -hmm. which was filmed nearby in Covington, Georgia. Yeah. And so for Mother's Day, she took me to Covington, Georgia. My husband was nice enough to trail along behind us <laughs> and super excited. Well, it turns out that Dukes of Hazard was also filmed in Covington, Georgia. Oh, I knew it was filmed close by here. I just did not know it was in Covington. Yes. Checked out Vampire Diaries things. Checked out Dukes of Hazard things. Yep, yep. And on the road is the 18 band. You're kidding me. No, what? it was the old school TV show 18 band. Oh my gosh. Pulling a trailer of a beat to heck new movie 18 band. You could look inside, you could see where they had the roll bars built into the van. I mean, it was built to be crashed. Wow. And so we were inspired and we went home and introduced our daughter to the new 18, oh, yes. the one with Bradley Cooper, yes, and, yes. which, you know, she appreciated. And she, she so now she loves the 18. Oh, I loved the A-Team. Now, who was your, do you have a favorite character from the original A-Team? Was it like Howling Mad Murdoch? Was it uh, Mr. T who actually played B.A. Baracus, right? Which stood for Bad Attitude Baracus. No, really? <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, was it Face Man? He was so oh, adorable. Of course it was Face Man. And Hannibal. And he was the leader. He was, was the cigar. Yeah, he was so cool. He was, but Face Man all day long. Really? I loved Face Man, but Hannibal was my favorite because he would say, I love it when a plan comes together. <laughs> <laughs> and you like a good plan. I really am a planner. Preparation is the key to success. I wonder if that was the start to my inner retentive planning. <laughs> Thanks, Hannibal. <laughs> so when you mentioned dad going grocery shopping, there yes. is a story of dad going grocery shopping that, I mean, it just tickles me today. <laughs> so my mom would make this list and she would even make the list of the food items based on the aisle yes. and the order that he would find them in the grocery store, which is so Flipping sweet. Yeah. I mean, the, you know, she was so appreciative that he did the grocery shopping that she made it as incredibly easy for him as humanly possible. Yes. 
So he has this written down grocery store in order of the store. And he gets to the item sure and natural. <laughs> so to our father, that sounded like ice cream, which maybe because everything sounds like ice cream. He thought it was a diet ice cream, sure and natural. So he is standing at the ice cream section, looking high and low for this diet ice cream, sure and natural. So a lady is standing next to him and she's like, can I help you find something? And he's like, well, yeah, I have this list for my wife. And she told me that I need to get sure and natural and I just cannot find it here anywhere. <laughs> and the lady kind of gets this look of horror and she's like, um, yeah, this is, this is not the right, the right aisle for this. Um, I think you're going to need a, a different aisle and she's trying to figure out how to not embarrass herself right and right. him and get him to the feminine hygiene item <laughs> it was a brand of pads yes but i don't think they make it anymore sure and natural i'm not sure mm -mm. but anyway it was a brand of pads and he was trying to find it in the ice cream section <laughs> that is a hoot oh my gosh i do remember that story yeah. hey carrie did you add the cornstarch because i I'm, did you did this is just pure liquid with raisins in it still. You want to add a little more? I'm, I don't know. Should we just boil it down? Is it just supposed to be sticky raisin mush? I think we're just going to have to boil it just down. Just cook and cook and cook. So, you know, here's what we're going to do. You guys do not need to sit here and uh, listen to us wax poetic on feminine hygiene products. So we're going to take you away from this torture of waiting and waiting and waiting for these raisins to cook down, which are getting bigger and bigger. Look at them. They're the size of almonds. I mean, I'm not kidding you, but we're going to have like a cookie with a two raisins. <laughs> One raisin in the middle. And they're huge. They are expanding. I've never seen raisins do this before. Like, I'm wondering, do we need to like chop it? I'm wondering if they, it would be better if they were like a little yummy paste, almost like a, like what's nowadays is a mincemeat with the chopped oh. up raisins and nuts. And maybe stuff. it's going to take so long to cook down. They'll turn it into mush. Yeah, maybe. It'll but, be interesting. Yeah. Who knows? We'll let you know, though, as soon as we get it cooked, yep. which may or may not be four hours. <laughs> we'll see ya. Okay, so we have thickened our raisin sauce. I think it might be a little too thick. It does kind of have the pretty taffy look. It does look like taffy, like almost like black taffy. Yep. All right, so we have our filling nice and thick. <laughs> um, we have our dough out of the fridge. We've been letting it rest, uh, warm up just a little bit closer to room temperature so that we can roll it out. So Karen's going to get to rolling that sucker. And I wanted to tell you all what I found out about lard. Talking about the history of how lard was created, boring, but I did find something really gross and fun. I read that in the 1700s and even in the 1800s in Europe and in America, they used lard to make their wigs stand up big and tall. You know, I think I knew this. Did you really? Yeah, I went to uh, Williamsburg, Virginia. Oh, yes. And they have a wig maker there. So yes. They'll talk with you and give you some ins and outs and some of the skinny of wig making. And um, I think that I recall them saying that lard. Yes, they used it as like a pomade. And they would put it in their hair along with powder. And, you know, when I think of powder, I think of talcum powder. 
Right. But no, no, no. They would use flour or cornstarch or even powdered clay. Wow. Yeah. So if you were putting lard and flour or cornstarch in your wig, and then you were putting your wig on your bedside stand, you might have some little rodent critter friends come visit you in the night. Of course. Yes. And so even in the 1700s, like the Georgian era, Uh and their, their hair was just so big. I think you see like pictures of Marie Antoinette wearing like a a model ship in her hair, right? Some of those were the women's real hair that, you know, had horse hair stuffed in it and it was all made to stick up with this lard. This took forever to make their hair look like that. So they would go to sleep carefully with it and wear it for weeks. And when they took their hair down to, to actually wash it, there were rodents living in it sometimes. Holy moly. And you have to figure that, you know, fleas... Oh, and yes, lice. lice were all very commonplace. So nasty. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I've rolled this out. I'll be honest, probably thicker than we should. Um, but you know what? They're a cookie. So yeah. let's not be afraid of thick. That's right. And then we're going to go ahead and cut circles. And then what we need to do is we need to put a spoonful of the raisin mixture on the bottom cookie put a cookie on the top of that, and then crimp them with the fork. And you know, we could not find round cookie cutters. So I had a friend recommend using the lid of a ball jar. It worked out perfectly. So thank you, Beth, for that wonderful suggestion. Perfect. So we have them cut out. We have uh, the cookies with the filling and the topping and the crimping. All right, well, these are looking really good. I think we're gonna end up with about 30 cookies. Perfect-ish, so I think that's gonna be great. Um, All right, so I guess we're gonna go ahead and get the cookies in the oven and uh, we'll let you know what they look like. In the meantime, the filling smells amazing. Oh my gosh, the house smells like vanilla, just sweet and delicious. You know, I'm not a rehydrated raisin fan, but I'm really kind of ready to bite into one of these. I can't wait to try these. The cookies are out of the oven and they are beautiful. They really are. The house smells fantastic. Oh, yeah. Cookies look appetizing. And so what we did is we cooked the first batch a little bit longer. We wanted it to look a little more golden brown. Yes. And then the second one, we didn't cook as long. And we actually followed the directions. We cooked the second batch as long as the direction said, 10 minutes. Yes. And the top looks a little wrinkly, but maybe that's what it's supposed to look like. Right. So we're thinking that one may be a little crunchier than the other, which, you know, kind of maybe like chocolate chip cookies, which do you prefer? The crunchier, the chewy. It's kind of up to you. So let's try them. Yeah. We're going to cut into them so that we can each take a half. Kristen's cutting the crunchy one first. Okay. Um, the filling looks nice. It does. I'm, then I'm going to cut the softer one. I think the softer one might be nicer, but let's give it a try. Okay. Which one do you want to try first? Let's do crunchy first. Okay. And you can take the first bite, okay. if you like, of lovely, lovely rehydrated raisins. Yep. And we'll see if I made the uh, <laughs> the innards too thick. Or if I made the cookies too thick. That is true. So we'll see. All right. So it I'm looks gonna... pretty good. We'll see if there's a good filling to dough ratio. How is it? It's good. It's a little sweet. It is Mm. not overwhelmingly raisiny. Mm -mm. The cookie itself is outstanding. Like, I don't even know that you 
need the raisin filling, quite frankly. The crunchy one is delicious, but you're right. The filling called for, I think, three quarters cup of sugar to be added to raisins. It's sweet. It's very sweet. Mm -hmm. Oh, now the softer one is beautiful. I kind of pulled it apart and it was like a little caramely stringy bit from the, the raisins. Yep, from the innards. The innards are, um, mm. I don't know if they're juicier, maybe a little juicier on the soft mm. one. Oh, it sounds like the soft one is Kristen's favorite. They're both delicious. But to be honest, I think they're a little too sweet for me. I would have to agree. I don't dislike the soft ones. No. I, I think I like the crispy a little bit better. Yeah, it has the nice texture compared to the raisins. I think these are a, are a go. I would make these again. Well, that's it for this episode. If you would like to see pictures of the food we cooked today, a copy of the original Mary's Memo recipe, and a link to the lard-ass Hogan scene from Stand By Me, head on over to momswoodenspoon.com. On our website, you can also leave us a voice message or send us an email. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please let your friends and family know about us. Don't forget, or we may have to get out the wooden spoon. Thanks for listening to Mom's Wooden Spoon. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe. If you want a copy of this recipe or to check out our blog, click on the link to our website in the podcast description. If you'd rather, you could get to our website through Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Pick your poison. Don't say poison. We're making food.